Thank you for tuning in to the sermon podcast from Redeeming Hope. We exist as a family of faith that follows Jesus and helps others find him by living all of life as missionaries of hope. If you want more information about our church or would like to support our ministry, go to our website at redeeminghope.org. Please enjoy the sermon podcast. We're continuing the second part of our series on the Holy Spirit called Present, and we're looking at the Holy Spirit's transforming presence within the life of the follower of Jesus and how that presence can cause real change around the follower of Jesus as well. And so today we're looking specifically at the presence of the Holy Spirit and how he gives abiding peace. And we're actually walking through this definition of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, God's indwelling and empowering presence within his believers and his external presence throughout the world. The Holy Spirit sustains and accomplishes what God the Father wills and Jesus inaugurates. Now, when when we think about our world, we think about our emotions as we live our daily life, the words agitation, stress, or anxiety seem to guide how most of us live our lives. These words mark our world in this modern age. It marks our experiences with social media, right? We always compare our insides to everybody else's outsides. It actually marks how we engage with our possessions, right? We have tons of possessions and things to worry and stress about. We got to keep up with the Joneses. And some of us, you know, even have kids that we put our hopes and dreams in our jobs that we put our hopes and dreams and we look to them for identity and worth and value. And that causes anxiety when those things get attacked. So agitation, stress, and anxiety, it marks our culture. It marks our world. But my friends, The message for us today, the good news for us today, is that the message of Jesus is different. That Jesus actually lived in complete and perfect peace. Even though, listen to this, as we read the the, the life of Jesus, even though Jesus was misunderstood, he was misrepresented, he was maligned, he was talked about, he was gossiped about, people intentionally twisted his words. But Jesus was continually and completely led by the Holy Spirit, and yet he had a life filled with suffering and conflict, but he lived in perfect peace. And my friends, so often Christians talk about what we are against, but I want to give us a vision of what we are for today, about the beauty of what it looks like to follow Jesus, being dwelt by his spirit, the presence of his spirit, which brings abiding peace. My friend, the the main point for today is this, the Holy Spirit's presence brings the peace of Jesus directly into our experiences as we set our mind and identity firmly on Christ and his work to give us new life. Just three points for today. The promise of Jesus is to leave peace. The promise of Jesus to abide within us and the spirit is God's abiding peace. First, the promise of Jesus to leave peace. Look with me at John 14, starting in verse 23. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. My friends, Jesus says, we will come. So he says, the Father and me, the Son, we we will come and make our home with our people. This is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the heart 
of the follower of Jesus. It says that he's looking to this Holy Spirit who will teach us all things about Jesus. He will remind us and point us to Jesus. And what we see is that at the end, that the the Holy Spirit is the peace that Jesus is referring to. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Dwelling in the heart of the Christ follower is the spirit which is peace. Jesus did not say, I'll leave you with a list of demands you have to listen to. Jesus did not say, I leave you with a list of rules you have to follow. Jesus did not say, I will leave you with a list of punishments if you break the rules. What Jesus did say is, I will leave you with peace. I will give you peace. And my friends, isn't this so much better news than what we typically hear? So often we hear about what Christians are against, but I want us to be encouraged about what Jesus is for. He's for bringing us peace. He's for us. And he has already decided to leave his spirit within us, who is the gift of peace. My friends, the promise of Jesus to leave us with peace is so important for us to understand. Next, we see the promise of Jesus to abide within us. Look with me at John 15 and look at the I in you statements. Abide in me and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Look with the command of Jesus, the invitation of Jesus, abide in me. But he says, and I in you. Do you see how we are connected? We are one with Jesus because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Where we are called to abide with God, God also abides in us. The Holy Spirit is the I in you part of that statement. This is why it's sandwiched between chapter 14 and 16, which in John talks about the Holy Spirit in depth. And even at the end of the chapter, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. My friends, we respond to the gospel by hearing it, by believing it's true for us and obeying it, by making Jesus Lord over your life. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and abides with us. And my friends, we don't have to stress about that abiding. The Holy Spirit comes in with us. He is abiding with us. He is for us. He is an advocate for us to the Father. His abiding also does something in us too. It brings peace. And that's where we get to our final point. The Spirit is God's abiding peace. Look with me at Romans 8, 5 to 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. My friends, as Paul is talking here, the flesh is more than your body. It is your natural inclinations that still remain in us even after choosing to follow Jesus. That's that pull that you feel towards pornography, that pull towards fighting with your spouse and engaging in stupid, pointless, worthless arguments when you could just let things go. That's that harshness with your children. All of that is the pull of the flesh. But my friends, we are instructed to fight the flesh through the power of the Spirit. It's not by ourselves. What he says is putting off the flesh. That's Colossians 3, 5, where Paul says this, put to death, therefore, what is 
earthly within you, what is fleshly within you. But if we back up to the beginning of the chapter in Colossians 3, he answers the question of how do we do this? Look with me. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. My friends, the call of God is to set our mind on the spirit. It's to look up. My friends, this is why we consistently spend time in the scriptures. And that's why spending time in the scriptures in prayer individually for you and me is so important. My friends, the Holy Spirit, as we looked at a few weeks ago, speaks through the scriptures. And the scriptures speak to you through the power of the spirit. And prayer is really that invitation to be filled with the spirit afresh and anew. It's a new experience to grow, to experience his work in your life. And so the invitation of God is to set our mind on spiritual things, to intentionally do so. It's, it's things like how to help others versus how to take advantage of others. It's, it's how to serve versus how to be served. It's how to give versus how to take. It's how to rest versus how to work harder and be better. Sending your, setting your mind on the spirit because it says when you set your mind on the flesh, it's death. But when you set your mind on the spirit, it is life and peace. And my friends, if there's anything I can encourage you to do this week, it's, it's memorize this first. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Memorize it. Let it sink deep into your life to focus on the things of the spirit, not on the things of the flesh. And my friends, a big measure if you are filled with the spirit and being led by the spirit is if you are at peace in your daily life. Setting your mind on Christ, spending time with the Holy Spirit in prayer and personal time in scriptures with a humble and repentant heart, that is how you have peace. That is how you receive his peace. And my friends, when you do this, you will actually see your problems more clearly. You'll be able to navigate drama more deftly. You'll see yourself in a better light when you follow Jesus consistently and you're led by the presence of his peace-giving spirit. So if you're joining us and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, I'm just gonna tell you, it's impossible to have a permanent lasting peace apart from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit into your life. And you can choose to hear this message, believe that it's true for you, that Jesus has taken the punishment that you deserve, and then obey the scriptures in Jesus by making Jesus Lord over your life, and boom, the Holy Spirit gives you access to the infinite peace of God in your life. Now, if you are a follower of Jesus, we can reject this peace through distraction or apathy. And my friends, I want to encourage you to fight that. And you can fight that. You can actually work in partnership with the Holy Spirit to be a receiving on the receiving end of his abiding peace by just maybe here's a few tips on how to do that. One, spend time daily in scriptures and prayer. Secondly, humbly be a part of a group. Like the Holy Spirit leads us to set our minds on the things above where Christ is. The Holy Spirit sets our mind on the things above of life and peace. And he helps remind us of that in community. It's like our binoculars are aimed, right, on uh, above where Christ is, life and peace. And then they just kind of get distracted. Oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's a plane. Oh, there's a struggle. Oh, there's a difficulty. It gets distracted. And it's kind of like uh, the community around you is like kind of like people just putting their hands over yours and like, okay, zzz, like putting your binoculars back on where they need to be. Humbly be a part of a group. Um, I'm going to encourage you. Watch the sermons weekly to remind yourself of the gospel. We need this. 
I need this. I watch these sermons too. I take notes on the stuff that I've already wrote the notes for because I need to be reminded of this too because my eyes have a tendency to drift off of life and peace. And my friends, I just want to also encourage you to consider what you consume and how much of it that you do. So that's like social media, movies, video games. Those in and of themselves are not bad. But I want to encourage you, does your time spent there help you set your mind on Jesus? Does it help you set up to be filled with the Holy Spirit's abiding peace? And maybe an inexorbitant amount of time watching movies or playing video games or consuming things or social media might not be the best for your soul. As we end our time together, I want to encourage you by actually one of my wife's favorite passages in all of scripture, and I think there's no better passage to leave our time together today with. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Thank you for listening. We gather every Sunday at the Clarksville area YMCA. For more information, please go to our website at redeeminghope.org.